Welcome to The Inner Athlete. This is episode number 22. And today's going to be more of like just some random thoughts that I've had. Um, you know, I'm, I'm waking up this morning and it's kind of been one of those mornings of reflection of, of things that I really wanted to try and put out there for other people who might be kind of in that same place of reflection. Or maybe you're looking at it like you're two or three weeks into the new year and you're just kind of like reassessing how things are going um, and kind of like maybe what your future plan is going to be and stuff like that. It just got me thinking about some things that I kind of felt like I wanted to share with you guys and and hopefully educate you guys and inspire you a little bit to to keep on that journey that sometimes can feel like it's going to be forever. And guess what? It It is going to be forever. And that's part of why what I teach is something that is sustainable because whatever journey you're on, it's not going to stop. It's going to keep going. It's just going to be evolving as you go into something a little bit different along the way. So um, before I kind of get into this, uh, I just wanted to kind of go through my experience this past week. This is day seven of uh, the 75 day hard and it's hard. And the things that are hard for me are probably not what you would think. Um, you know, working out is something that's easy for me. You know, I can easily get in 45 minutes twice a day. Prioritizing one of those being outside is difficult for me. And I also know that's going to be difficult for a lot of people in this world for other reasons. Um, especially because, I do try and value my day off and today is that day where I just don't like to do anything. Um, I'll typically go for a walk. So I'm just going to make sure I go for two, two walks today. And so it's, it's little things like that, that are a little bit more time consuming, but I know that it's, it's something that's not going to be forever. And it's, it's more of a mental push than an actual sustainability thing. So I know, I know that going past 75 days, my rest days are going to be my rest days. However, what might look different is maybe I am taking two 45-minute walks on my rest day. Maybe one of them is doing something outside. You know, So I do think that even though the sustainability of this is not realistic, I do know that the things that I am growing from it are going to be good habits, and that is one of them. Other one is the, the reading nonfiction every day. Um, I do read a lot of nonfiction, but I'm actually forcing myself to read an actual book. Um, so even though I might ingest a lot of audiobooks, uh, a lot of like PubMed studies and things like that, um, it's actually forcing me to actually read something and stick to it. And, and that's been sometimes hard at the end of my day. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at. It's my 75 day hard journey, and this is day seven. Um, you know, so just kind of wanted to share that with you guys a little bit. So, um, one of the things I really had on my mind today that I wanted to, to talk about was is kind of the client journey. Um, so, even if you don't work with me, maybe you've seen another online coach or other online nutrition coaching platforms. Um, whether it be an app that you're downloading and you're and you're following a plan that way, whether you are working with a coach from a different company, uh, you know, whether you're trying to be your own nutrition coach, I wanted to kind of explain a little bit about my process uh, with nutrition coaching, and it should parallel. I feel like most of the, I don't want to toot my own horn here, but most of the best coaching practices in the space. So, if you're looking to hire a coach or you're trying to be your own coach, I want you to think about kind of the steps that are going to be happening along the way to make sure that you are successful. And I am drinking coffee right now, so I'm going to take a quick 10 seconds to take a sip because that's real time. Awesome. So what do you guys put in your coffee? I'm a almond milk and skinny syrup girl, but 
some people like theirs black, whatever. So um, let's talk about the coaching journey with me. So first and foremost, I'll get a, I'll get a request from somebody or a message from somebody. Hey, Cheryl, like I heard you're a nutrition coach or I got this referral. Um, and I wanted to know a little bit more about what you offer, your pricing and stuff like that. Um, so my first thought is I need to get this person on a call or connect with them in some way to be able to figure out what their goals are, what their lifestyle is like, what their personality is like, just to see if it's going to be a good fit. Um, you know, perfect example is if you reach out to somebody that is, um, a figure competitor and their life revolves around bodybuilding and shows, and you're trying to be a, um, a mom of three who is just trying to get into a gym routine and you really don't have any good habits. And this person is very, very regimented and, and very detail oriented and very much on this strict plan and they try and give you that same strict plan, it's probably not going to be very sustainable for you. Now, I'm not saying, and I'm not putting that in a pigeonhole scenario where all bodybuilders are going to be that way, or all fitness coaches are, that are in the bodybuilding space are going to be that way, or even on my end, all CrossFitters are going to be very CrossFit biased. But know that whatever coach you're working with needs to be able to understand your personality type, where you're at, and what you're willing to do to see changes happen. So, um, and that's the first thing to making sure that you're a good fit for me is like, okay, here's, here's my process. Here's what I do. And that's what I'm going to share with you guys today. Does that seem like something that you can commit to? And sometimes it might be, I think so, but this might be the limiting factor. And then it's like, okay, I know that I can troubleshoot that. So I like to be realistic about where that person's at and where I need to get them to. So that's number one is just getting on a call, figuring out what your goals are, your pain points and, and what you're looking to achieve. From there, I give you an in-depth intake form. And this is what I feel like every coaching platform probably does really well is like, where are you starting? And this is what you're not going to get in an a online calculator is what's your lifestyle like? What's your stress levels like? What's your sleep like? What kind of medications are you taking? Um, obviously the basics, your age, height, your weight, uh, all of those factors in what your previous dieting history is like what you're doing right now, um, what your fitness routine looks like, you know, all of those things matter because I have to know what other limiting factors you're going to have and what other things I can use to work to your advantage. So, you know, so if somebody's already meal prepping and they're already, you know, going to the gym, but they just need some help, like figuring out how much to eat, that's a different scenario than someone that's like, I'm not working out a day and, and I'm not working out at all. Um, I don't have any kind of nutrition structure. I just kind of eat as I go. It's going to be two different places. Um, and also understanding lifestyle. So that person that's not doing anything, is it because they're on the go all the time and they're just kind of grabbing things or is it because they just don't know, like, where are they at? So I have to know where you're at to know what kind of accountability you're going to need from there. All of my people will get a startup guide, which has a lot of the basics of, you know, obviously what quality, quality nutrition looks like. So, um, going back to my last episode where I talked about nutrition periodization, um, looking at like food quality, um, how to measure foods, you know, kind of like looking at portion sizes, knowing where you're at on that, on that level. And then, um, giving you a lot of resources just to kind of give you some homework to do. So read over this stuff, make sure that you understand it. Um, it's a resource for you to keep, but that's really the end of the, I don't want to call it the education because the education is always coming, but 
that's kind of like the nutrition Bible. That's not really where the results happen. That's where you're given the tools. The results happen in actually being able to apply the tools and being able to take action on doing the things that are laid out for you and making sure that you understand that there's going to be times when weight loss plateaus. There's going to be times when life circumstances might take you away from what you're trying to do. And it's important to navigate those things from a mindset perspective and also an action perspective. So from there, that's when the real work starts. So you're given all your documents, you're given everything you need. You're given basically the the tools in terms of like what our check-in process looks like um, and how to communicate with me. And then from there, we are like, we're fired. The fire started, we're just kindling the fire. So um, every week we kind of touch base. We we look at things like your, your biofeedback. So how are you feeling? How's your sleep? How's your hunger? Um, are you feeling motivated? Are you having a lot of thoughts about being bored with your food? Are you um, feeling really good? Are your gym workouts feeling good? Are you sleeping better? Are you, you know, I look at all of these things to see how your nutrition is factoring into your lifestyle and how your lifestyle is being affected by your nutrition. So obviously a lot of times people reach out with me with weight loss goals or performance goals. So I look at those two things too, but I really want to look at everything as a whole because the more I can optimize how you're feeling in life, the more sustainable of a diet plan I can build for you. So that's kind of the, that's kind of where I call the grind. So from there, it's like, you're giving your, your startup documents, we, we start the fire and now we're just kindling it. And that can take anywhere from three months to six months to some people that have over 50 pounds to you over 50 pounds to lose. That might look more like a nine to 12 month journey into a two to three year journey, depending on how far off you are. So it really depends on that person's journey. Now, along that grind, I'm not expecting this to be go hard 75 days like I'm talking about my challenge because that's not sustainable, right? So knowing the length of the grind matters. If you have over 50 pounds to lose, I'm going to guess there's going to be vacations built in. There's going to be breaks built in because your lifestyle is going to coordinate with that. And so that's all part of the plan. It's it's part of me teaching you guys that you know, taking a break from a goal does not mean the goal has stopped. It's still there. We're just taking a little bit of a break and then we're going to pick back up where we left off. We're not backtracking. We're always forward tracking or maybe just kind of leveling out and allowing things to kind of get back to normalcy and then going from there. So along that grind, as I said, so one of the things that's going to happen is lifestyle is going to get in the way. So whether it's vacations, whatnot, other thing that might get in the way is things that are a little bit outside of our control, but we can try try and control them the best we can. Um, you know, hormone factors, metabolic factors, all of the things are going to start to play a factor as you are in a cut phase. And so we're going to want to make sure that we are taking breaks from cutting, depending on how long you're doing it for, to ensure that you are keeping yourself healthy long-term. Optimizing your body's ability to live is going to make it easier for you to lose weight or to perform better, hands down. So Anytime we try and take our body away from homeostasis, it's given signals that like it's in a place of fight or flight. It it needs to try and try and preserve whatever life force it has. So along that way, that's why we check in. That's why biofeedback plays a factor. And sometimes those check-ins are super easy. Other times are a little bit more in depth. The other thing that we're troubleshooting along the way is like your compliance. So it's it's really important that from the beginning, that if there's one thing the person can do from day one, it's compliance. If you're doing everything I tell you to do from day one, it's going to make day 30, day 60, day 90 a lot more effective and a lot more successful. Every time you kind of dabble in and take a step back and dabble in and take a step back, 
you're just lengthening that process. And there's nothing wrong with that. It just prolongs something that had you done it in the beginning might've been a little bit quicker. So the first week of my, my client onboarding, it's literally do this, do that. Don't stress about the scale. Don't stress about specifics. This is what I want you to do. And it's very much action steps, not even pushing towards a hard, like you should be feeling like you're dieting or anything like that. The first week is really just like mastering the tools. So, and along the grind, we're going to be troubleshooting that stuff as well. Like if you're not, maybe you're not tracking specific things, you're, you're leaving out like the half of a muffin that your kid ate or whatever it might be that you finished off. So those things all play a factor. It's not that that's a bad thing. You're thinking that that's a bad thing is actually a bad thing because you're hiding it from me. And so it's important for my clients to understand that compliance is hands down going to drive better results. So after we get you to your goal, whether it took you three months, six months, 12 months, two years, and I will tell you this, the longer it takes you, I think actually, believe it or not, I think the faster the reverse happens because chances are the longer it takes you, the less of a shock it's been to your body to change body weight. So you'll be able to honestly reverse out of where you're at a lot easier. So the next step is, all right, you talk to me, you're like, Cheryl, like, I feel really good where I'm at. I feel confident. Um, and I'm ready to like, I'm ready to let go. And I'm like, awesome. I'm ready to graduate you. So you, I know you have the tools. I know your mindset's in a good place. I know you understand food balance. I know you have a good head on your shoulders to be able to use my tools. Now it's just, let's take you from whatever variance from calorie maintenance you're at. So for most people, it's going to be there in a calorie deficit. We're going to bring that up. And that has probably happened over time. Um, if you've been doing it for a while where I've had breaks where you were at calorie maintenance, but that's going to shift as your body weight changes and as your lifestyle changes and as your metabolism adapts. So we're going to have to kind of look at where you're at, at your graduation, call it, and your, we'll call it, well, if you call it your client onboarding, I guess you call it client offboarding. <laughs> so from there, um, we're going to start to bring calories up and we're going to also bring the level of structure down and, and that's going to look different for everybody. So if you are somebody that is like me, super type A. You don't have any problem logging into my fitness pal or whatever app you're using, tracking your food, staying dialed in. For me, I'm a performance athlete. I want to feel really good. If you don't have any issue with that and you're like, I'm going to keep doing that. Awesome. Cool. I just want to make sure you feel comfortable that if God forbid my fitness pal crash tomorrow, you're not going to have a freak out and think you're going to gain five pounds back. So I look at what level of structure you're looking to continue on with. So is it, you're going to be a tracker? Awesome. Okay. I'm just going to bring your calories up to maintenance. I'm going to explain to you that you don't have to be as specific on everything because at calorie maintenance, you're going to probably have some days a little bit under some days, a little bit over. And as long as you're watching biofeedback, watching the scale, watching body composition, you'll be good to go. My goal is to teach people that when they graduate with me, their weight should never fluctuate more than five pounds. If they're fluctuating, fluctuating more than five pounds up or down, it means that they probably need some adjustments and maybe that's where they can reach out to me again. And from there, it might just be a quick touch pace, getting them back on track with what they're at. Um, but they should always be able to kind of go back to the tools that I've, I've outlined in other podcasts. So we'll go back to my nutrition periodization or even like um, diet periodization would be a good episode for you guys. And I will link both of those in the show notes. So um, so from there, we're bringing calories back up to maintenance. Um, some of my clients, like, I kind of want to take a break from tracking. Okay, cool. I agree with that. Definitely. If that's the lifestyle you want, great. You should be able to eyeball portions. So as I'm graduating them, I'm also going to build in days where I'm like, I don't want you to track this week. I want to watch what happens with your weight fluctuations. I want to watch what happens with your with your 
uh, habits. And for some of them, it might be writing it down in a notebook if they ate out and stuff like that. So we can kind of see frequency of how maybe old habits might be coming back in. So I can give them, these are where I feel like you need to make sure that you're putting your focus points as you're graduating from the accountability factor. So, and then from there, once a client graduates with me, they can always contact me again as in terms of like, Hey, Cheryl, just reaching out. Like, um, you know, I've been, I've been doing my own macro tracking for a while. I've been doing my own food tracking for a while. And here's where I'm at. You know, do you think you can give me a couple of adjustments? Cause I want my clients to understand that number one, I want to be the only coach you're ever going to need again. And, and that's why from the beginning, I want to sign up with clients that are really invested in, and are really aligning with what, I teach because I want them to be a lifer. I want them to always feel connected to me. And so that's an important connection piece that I have with my clients. So that's kind of my 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 whole from point A to point F, point, point A to point Z, I guess you'll call it, of my nutrition client journey. So I wanted to kind of share that a little bit to you. And I want to now troubleshoot some of the different types of clientele that I will have sign on and, and how some of my more successful clients do things a little bit differently than the less successful ones. And I, and I kind of already touched on this a little bit at the end of the day, one of the things I've had to let go of as a coach is I will always over deliver. I will always want to give my clients everything I can. And so when somebody's frustrated, when somebody's not seeing results, I'm going to try and figure out everything I can to make that person believe in themselves enough to stick to the plan, to do what they have to do taking another sip of my coffee. All right. Now the easy successful clients. Okay. I'll call them. I don't want to call them easy, but the ones that are going to see way faster results typically already have some type of a gym routine, typically already have some type of nutritional background, whether it be they've kind of understood um, calories and, and quality food, but needing help with some specifics. Those people are very successful in the beginning from day one because they probably already have pretty good systems built into their day. And now they're just taking a couple of tweaks. Now, that's not saying that that's my only successful client, but those clients will see a lot faster progress, typically on the scale, if they're super dialed in and in their body composition. Now, on the opposite, another really successful first-time client is one that doesn't have any of that background, but takes action from day one on the steps I lay out. So even though they might not have ever done anything in the past, they see what I give them from day one and they start. They don't dabble in. They don't do what they think they should be doing. They take the basics of what I'm lining up and they do it from day one. So those are my two most successful clients, whether it be somebody with a lot of background or somebody without a lot of background, but does exactly what I say from day one. Either way, as I'm going to say, what drives their success is not their history. It's their compliance factor. The next, the other client on the opposite side is one that maybe has had a ton of background in the dieting world. They've tried everything and they're not sold on what I'm telling them. They they want results. They reached out to me for results, but they're not 100% bought in that my system is going to get them the results they want. And a lot of times it's because they're, they're uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Their expectations are not in line with reality. So 
they might have done um, a, a ketogenic form of diet where the first month they lost like 10 pounds in the first 10 days. And they're expecting that to happen again. And it's important for me to educate them that they did not lose 10 pounds, that they actually are losing glycogen and water and that the fat that they've lost is probably very minimal. And so it's important for me to explain to them. And is if that person can kind of shift from this fixed mindset of like, that's what they should be getting into the growth mindset of like, all right, I'm ready to learn the right way. They're not only going to start to be seeing better results, they're going to actually see that they're happier in the process of reaching their results. They're not going to be miserable. They're not going to feel what is called the quote unquote keto flu or the detox period and all of that stuff. So I'm not saying that there's going to be habits that they're not going to have to change that are going to be really uncomfortable, but I'm just saying that they shouldn't feel like crap in the process. But these clients can be very difficult to shift because you have to be open-minded. And the person that stays in that fixed mindset is the one that's going to stay where they're at. They have to be willing to change. The other people that will typically get, I don't want to call um, bad results, is the ones that don't take action. And it's usually because it's coming from a forced place. They're not really willing to change. They, they know that they need to change, but it's more of like, I have to, it's not, I want to. And so if you're going to start coaching and you're not motivated and you're not excited to honestly push a little bit harder and, and get somewhere, it's going to be really hard for you to take action on the things that you need to, because you're not going to be motivated for them. And I'm a big believer in knowing that like motivation is, is going to come and go. Um, but it's important that we do need some sense of motivation but if I can get that client who isn't very motivated to see some results by just taking some small changes to their life, sometimes they can actually get motivated by seeing that, okay, small little changes are creating a little bit of results. Now we add on. So I kind of wanted to kind of talk a little bit about that. There's another type of client that I'll talk about, and it's going to kind of segue me into talking a little bit more about some specifics on this is um, people with health issues, metabolic issues. Um, and it usually comes down to like a very sedentary life and a lot of chronic dieting, or, um, maybe it's from whether hormonal issues from like hormonal birth control or even menopausal women or perimenopausal women, um, or, you know, guys at low testosterone, a lot of those things can manifest into a whole nother avenue of complexity that I have to deal with as a nutrition coach. And so, for those people to be successful, they have to be compliant. And a lot of times what they have to be compliant with is not shooting for the goal of fat loss or performance. It might be shooting for the goal of restoration of hormone function, optimal living for a short period of time. And maybe that short period of time is three to six months before we go into a fat loss phase or a performance phase. So you might actually be taking a break from the gym. Those people are clients that I have to dial in lifestyle, eating enough calories, eating enough quality, eating all of the things that their body needs so that we can get them optimal to be able to start some form of a dieting protocol or, or going, kind of going into a performance protocol. I'm just going to kind of leave it, leave the performance away. This is mostly for, I want you guys to think about the people that are like, I've been stuck at this weight forever and I'm never going to change. And you're probably right because you're probably going from trying to chronically diet into eating whatever you want. And lifestyle might not really be changing at all throughout all of that. Or maybe you're very inconsistent with your 
trying to change a gym habit and trying to find the one that's sustainable for you. So all of those things really, really kind of factor into your success as a client. So I wanted to kind of take this episode to kind of map out that, that journey for you guys, because and leave it and leave you with this is, and I'm not selling myself as a coach, although if you are looking for a nutrition coach, um, I am taking on clients, but if you are looking to sign up for a nutrition coach, or you are looking at a program or you're doing an app based program or something like that, know that there are so many factors that are going to play a factor in your, into your success, but compliance is number one and having a growth mindset is number two. And they kind of go hand in hand together. And that if you're, if you're, Doing those two things, on the other end, your coach should be delivering to you, whether it's from an app or a group or a program or even a coach offering to you, like looking at your biofeedback, looking at your results, looking at your food and being able to make assessments and adjustments to that to help you see your results. And also giving you feedback in terms of like what your expectations should be along the way. So that's all I got for you guys today. But before I do close out, guys, I didn't really say this much because this is still kind of new to me. Um, I am trying to build up my podcast. I want to reach more people. And from what I understand, I think the more that you guys comment, that you like this stuff, that you that you share with me, that you're actually getting value out of it, it's going to help me spread this to more people. Because you know, my mission in life and, and why I'm even talking about this is because I really want to help more people. I, I really want to help bridge the gap between those people that are in the gym and they're working out or they're sitting on the couch and they, and they just don't know what to do. They don't know how to go from where they're at to where they want to be. And I want to bridge that gap. I want to be that person that links that for you, whether it's via, you know, my group, my Facebook group, whether it's through my podcast, whether it's through my one-on-one coaching program or my group, group coaching, coaching program that I'm launching, whatever it might be, I want to be able to help you guys and, and create value. So if you are getting value out of this um, or, anything that you, or any other episode, please subscribe to the podcast. Um, send some comments. I believe there's a way that you guys can actually star if you like it. Um, so give my podcast episodes, um, feedback and reviews because I really, really, really want to hear that I'm helping you guys. So, and if there's anything that in or particular that you guys want me to talk about on my podcast episode, please feel free to reach out to me because I am all game for adding more value to your life by giving you guys what you guys need. So, Uh, That's all I got today. Um, Hope you guys have an amazing week and I'm looking forward to week two of the 75 hard.